Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Sleep Suplex Retweet. Hello everyone, welcome to the latest edition of Saturday Draft Live. I hope you've all enjoyed being able to watch Smackdown live at a reasonable hour. Uh, as it was shown from the O2 Arena in London yesterday, all, all sorts of shenanigans happening. Also, we've got Money in the Bank tonight happening from the same venue, starting at a reasonable time for us as well. Hope everyone down there is having a good time. Hope everyone that's going to be watching at home is going to have an amazing time watching as well. Sure, it's set to be a very, very good show. As always, you can find Saturday Draft Live and other shows on Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we've got our website. EatSleepSuplexRetweet.com. We've got a Twitter account, Facebook page, Instagram account, TikTok account, pretty much any social media platform apart from Snapchat. We're not on there. We're not we kids. Uh, we can you can find us on there. I, I, today I'm joined for this latest episode of Saturday Draft Live by none other than David Hockney. Dave, how are we doing? Yeah, I'm doing grand, and you know, just like the uh, West End Country Club, you know, we're very much associated with Money in the Bank. <laughs> but I do find it strangely ironic that money in the bank is being held in a country that's currently going through a cost of living crisis. So it's <laughs> you, you kind of see the paradox a little bit there. But, you know, when you've got the West End Country Club on Saturday Draft Live, you know you're, you're guaranteed to have money in the bank. I guess with money in the bank, you know, inflation going up, more money going into the banks. I, I, I don't know if you, can, if you look at that way as well. There's all, all sorts of things. But we'll, we'll, we'll crack on, obviously. Money the Bank's happening this weekend, but Forbidden Door happened on Sunday, so that's shown a huge kind of effect on the on the table for us. And uh, joint second this week, we see Tony Storm, who uh, successfully defended her, her title over the, over the week, and also Darby Allen, who who appeared on Forbidden Door and the. In the six-man tag match and then also in the tornado tag match and dynamite getting a couple of wins there both around 10 points it's a uh, also uh, because of the pay-per-view that just happened david it was always gonna be a strong week for AEW. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely you know i was going through the the forbidden door points last week and i thought well if they're gonna have dynamite and rampage coming up this week as well it's gonna be a good week for any any folks with AEW stars on their team. And obviously, Tony Storm getting a title defence against Willow Nightingale. That's a huge win for her. Darby Allen, you know, is appearing left, right and centre at the minute. You know, despite 
not necessarily being involved in a title picture, but obviously being one of the four pillars, he is going to get a lot of exposure. So it's uh, it's, a, it's been a good week for uh, AEW participants. But with that title win at Forbidden Door, Tony Storm has now broken into the top 10 of the season, uh, joint with Wes Lee on 35 points, overtaking MJF, who's currently sitting in 10th place at the minute. With uh, Darby Allen as well getting 10 points, it's, he's the second highest round five competitor on 27 points overall for the season, only uh, losing by one point to Adam Pearce on, on 28. And just a, a quick moment just on the, on the care too. We've got Ilya Dragunov who's in 19 points, Braun Breaker on your team, 16, Cora Jade, 15, Britt Baker, 18. There's, there's, there is some, for example, the OC's only got one point, Thunder Rose has only got one point. Chelsea Green only in seven. Uh, Ronda Rousey in 22, so that's a good thing. There's, there's, quite, there's quite a varied mix of how how round five has been this season. How do you see it, considering that, for example, the, 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 the Ronda Rousey in 22, uh, Darby Allen 27, Adam Pearce 28. That's very good scoring for round five. Oh, definitely, yeah. I think it's just because the way the, they've been booked lately. You know, Ronda Rousey's had a bit of a string of luck along with Shayna Baszler obviously winning the uh, undisputed women's tag titles and then they're defending them again at Money in the Bank so she's starting to rack up those points that she didn't originally get you know like post Mania etc and that's very that's proven to be very useful for for Stevie's team and uh, well our, our number one who successfully defended the title at Forbidden Door and also won a match on uh, Dynamite and appeared kind of backstage and whatnot as well. 12 points for this week. 60 points overall. He's now the number one scorer of the season. It is none other than David Campbell's Orange Cassidy. And that's what we've spoken about before. But going back to the start of the season, folk doubted around one pick of Orange Cassidy. Has he firmly proved everyone wrong now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, past seasons you'd expect AEW's mid-card champions to be defending the title a lot more regularly compared to other competitors. And this just proves proves that point. You know, before past seasons we had the TNT championship getting defended regularly. This time around it's the AEW All-Atlantic title. And, you know, Orange Cassidy was the last first-round pick. Some eyebrows were raised for sure, but... You know, the proof is in the pudding. Orange Cassidy has been a massive scorer this entire season, and he's only just two points ahead of Seth Rollins, who, ever since winning the World Heavyweight Championship, he's had a bit of a resurgence uh, there or thereabouts. So I think it's going to be a bit of a, a hot potato between between these two for the next couple of weeks. All right, so let's, uh, Seth Rollins is Chris Lopez's captain. And with the captain points, Seth Rollins is the, the highest scorer with the 100 and... Uh, 112 Orange Cassidy with Captain Orange got 111, but uh, there must Orange Cassidy must have appeared a wee bit more backstage, which without the captain say makes it look like Orange Cassidy's kind of the best scorer. Uh, without a captain say applied onto him, that's that's the case. So it's been a, a very good pick, and considering David Campbell drafted last, there'll be a lot of folk that'll think, damn, maybe I should have taken Orange Cassidy, and I see a lot of folk. That everyone will probably think that maybe besides Scott with 100 for rear Ripley, Zane Owens has got 106 for Matt Smith. Everyone else, there's also a side for Seth Rollins, will be thinking, fuck, Orange Cassidy would have been a great pick to get. 
Yeah, I mean, don't take anything away from like Rhea Ripley and because uh, Rhea Ripley's on 51 at the minute with the captaincy applied. So it's only just nine points behind what Orange Cassidy has at the minute. And Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, they're on 55 uh, following a successful title defence on against Pretty Deadly on SmackDown. So let, let's not take anything away from the those first round picks because they were going to be big scorers uh, to begin with. Orange Cassidy, I think, just... Uh, has overperformed in terms of what we expected them to be scoring. Uh, for sure, yeah. But we'll, we'll go on to the, the the overall score on the table. And I will say that the scores are potentially subject to change. We're go, we're, it's a, there's a stewards inquiry right now. We're waiting until Stephen Wilson comes back from his there holiday. Is no, there is no stewards inquiry. Let's make this perfectly clear. There is no stewards inquiry because Asuka won that match by disqualification because she was attacked by Bianca Belair. And for anybody that questions it being a no contest, that is total bollocks because a no contest generally implies that both competitors are either attacked by two outside parties or the one party within the space of a few seconds, which, fair enough, that would constitute either a double DQ or a no contest. If one participant is attacked by an outside third party, that typically refers to a disqualification win, especially... When Bianca attacked Asuka and then a full minute passed before even laying a finger on Charlotte. How do you justify that as a no contest? There is zero logic behind that. That is a disqualification title win for Asuka on SmackDown. Give me those points. I will say I was was noting down the points for for this uh, as I was watching it. And because of what happened, I did say that Asuka won by DQ. But there is... uh, Obviously, folk, folk, folk are saying that it's went. Uh, obviously, it's went down the It's went into no contest, but we've used judgment before. But as I said, it doesn't really. It doesn't matter. We're going to go. Score. They are. They are. They will be subject to change. Steam will come in and you will make the final ruling on what's happening. But we'll report as it is now, as we recorded it. But they could change. So, Ross McLeod on. Change. I think that's bollocks. <laughs> we, we'll wait and see. We will wait and see. But Ross McLeod still sitting last place with homosexual chocolate and seventy-eight points. Andy Mitchell, uh, I hope I don't blow like Shane Man's knee on 102 and a half points. Graham McRobbie, uh, a wee bit ahead of Andy Mitchell with a great can appreciate society, 117 points with Ross Brady just ahead of him with the big Ross man at 119. Then there's quite a big gap to yourself, Dave, on 145 points with uh, the West End Country Club. And from your from yourself up to uh, even Scott and, and David Campbell, there's there's there isn't many points separating. I, 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 one pay per view can kind of turn the tide, which we might see this this weekend. But uh, Tom Brock, Harry, and the Dutch government officials on uh, 146 points. Ross Wilson is underappreciated for for Stephen Wilson. He's on 152. Myself, uh, the three times Kings are drafted, on 154 points. Gary just one point ahead of me with Team Vister on 155. Ryan uh, Douglas, Lean Mean Tangerine Machine, 157 points. Scott McLeod, uh, Dorothy Mantooth is a saint on 168 points. Uh, David Campbell, uh, Team Goat, 172 and a half points. And then it's still it's kind of turned into a bit of a two-horse race here uh, with with Matt Smith and the Booty Wolves on 196. And then Chris Lopez is uh, quite a bit ahead of him, uh, 14 points and two, uh, 14 points ahead, sorry, with 210 overall, a heartbreaker FC. Uh, obviously, this is subject to change. It won't really affect the top two. Uh, we'll see how money the bank ha- what happens with it. 
uh, how, how folk will change and whatnot with their scoring. But it's heavy tasty. But before we kind of look to see who could be the big scorers for Money in the Bank, Dave, we've got a, a listeners league to go through. And uh, we'll, we'll, and uh, I can, I'll, I'll look at how the, the listeners league cup is going on as well. So, so take it away, my friend. Yes. So... Uh, fifth place in the we'll go with the listeners league standing first. So fifth place we have Elliot Cantor breaking into the top five this week with cost of fortune on uh, two hundred and fourteen. And I tell you what, money in the bank tickets alone certainly cost a fortune. So it's uh, very certain that he's broken into the uh, top five. He's joint with Paddy in the big scorers this week, both getting thirty eight points. So that's certainly helped him out. Fourth place, former winner Dan Axel Jameson with Black Bitch Greater Than Black Belt on two hundred and sixteen. Then third place, we have Alan Skinner. Three heads are better than one, 220. Joint second with Mike Nunn and the Sports Entertainers on 220 as well. But just one point ahead, we've got a very tight top five uh, this week. We have Gary Morris with Rhea, the people. Uh, as, as we said, you know, AEW was obviously the, uh, the big scorers uh, this week. Just trying to find Gary's team here. Yeah, so he had... Uh, MJF obviously retaining the AW world title on Forbidden Door, and he had FTR on uh, regular Dynamite programming as well. Although a title loss for Charlotte on SmackDown, yes, I'm sticking with that. Title loss for Charlotte on SmackDown in his round six, who he drafted in uh, following the transfer window, has, has not quite worked out for him there. But we'll go into the Listeners League Cup now, and bear in mind these scores. Uh, will include money in the bank. Uh, so, and the round 16 will end on 2nd of July, which will be tomorrow. And it, as it's standing, we've got some pretty close rounds. Uh, others are pretty much one-sided. So we have Mike Angus trailing by two points against Michael Clottier. It's 47 to 45 in Michael's favour. Uh, Robert Shaw against Jonathan Napier. Robert Shaw is currently 12 points ahead with Jonathan, 56 to 44. Then we have Dan Axel Jameson with a clear advantage over Lee McAteer. It's 53 to 34. Uh, we have Gary Morris, also a clear lead over Ross Henderson. It's 49 to 32 in his favour. Uh, and I think in the biggest landslide uh, or the biggest one-sided contest we have in the first round, we have Elliot Cantor demolishing Colin Blackburn, 55 to 24. So even if Colin had the best night at Money in the Bank, it doesn't look like he's going to catch up to Elliot at this point. Uh, then we have a slightly closer contest, just seven points separating Simon and Anthony Fitzpatrick. Simon on 42, Anthony on 35. Uh, a very close contest, just one point separates Adam Callier and Mike Nunn. It's 43 to 42. And then finally, we have Paddy, who has 57, 14 points ahead of John Sly, who also has 43. So a couple of close contests for the first round, uh, but others are pretty much runaway wins at this point. But we will find out the final round of eight once Money in the Bank is done and dusted and the new scoring begins on Monday. And there we go. That's the Listener League roundup done for us. But it's time to look at who will be the best scorers for Money in the Bank tonight, Dave. Uh, First off, We'll, we'll talk about your captain, uh, Gunther. Gunther, yes. He is defending his Intercontinental Championship against Matt Riddle. 
Now, obviously, you know, the the Imperium will probably get involved in some way. Zay and Owens will get a, will get involved in some way, no doubt. But uh, I, I think you'll get some successful captain title retention points here. Mm, I certainly hope so, because there have been rumours of an upset victory occurring at Money in the Bank. So I'm really hoping that this isn't the case, because Gunther has now gone 450 days without being pinned or submitted uh, since his... Uh, since his call up and it's quite fascinating to see like you know he's surpassed a year as intercontinental champion i reckon he's going to be booked to break the honky tonk man's record which would be which would take him to at least SummerSlam with the title interesting well that'll, that'll be good points for, for your season as well consider how mm. close the middle of the pack is uh, and and you, you don't really have anyone just now if it's going to be on tonight but we'll we'll, we'll talk about that We'll talk about that later on. Uh, we yeah, do I, need have, to, I, need break, I need to break away from the, the lower mid-table here. We we also, we also have the, the Women's Tag Team Championship of uh, Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler, both on Stephen and uh, Andy Mitchell's team against Andy Liv Morgan. Who's, morning. Steve, uh, <laughs> Liv Morgan is no longer on my team. I draft her out. And uh, Raquel Rodriguez on Matt Smith's team. I also do see this as another... Another attention and potentially a split for the Liv and uh, Raquel. So it'll be, be good points for Andy, much needed points for Andy, and huge points for, for Stephen potentially in that kind of mid table fight as well. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Like Andy certainly needs the points. You know, Shayna Baszler is starting to rack up points again alongside Ronda. Um, I think, yes, yeah, Stephen as well, like with Ronda Rousey as his last pick. You, you never knew what to expect with Ronda, but if there was championships involved, she was probably going to win it. And then becoming undisputed women's tag champions, defeating Alba Fire and Isla Dawn, that's, that certainly put them back in contention with being solid picks for this season. It's a shame you drafted out Liv Morgan, though. I mean, obviously her injury, I think, must have spooked you a little bit. But, you know, she's come back now and nobody decided to take a gamble on her returning. I mean... Couldn't, couldn't have known, couldn't have known, especially when it was about the same time Dakota Kai went out, and I think they went out for similar things. I can't really, I can't quite remember, but uh, yeah, Liv had a shoulder injury, but that only kept her out for two months. Oh, Dakota's right. knee is fucked, so she's out until Royal Rumble at least. Uh, next is where I think the upset will happen. Well, I think there'll probably be more than one upset, but we'll talk about it in a bit. The the Civil War tag team match, Roman Reigns Sakoa. In Solo Sokoa uh, with Paul Heyman. So I'll, I'll get an appearance for Paul Heyman being there. Uh, Roman Reigns is part of uh, Matt Smith's team. Yeah. And Solo Sokoa is part of Tom Brock's team against the Usos, who are part of Ross Brady's team. I, I think, think Ross Ross's captain as well. Yeah, and, I and think Solo's, we'll see, Solo's Tom's captain. We'll, I think we'll see a, a, a Jay Uso pinning a Roman Reigns tonight. Can you imagine? Yeah, I mean, that would set up SummerSlam pretty nicely on that front. Although so it looked like it looked like Solo was being teased a little bit as uh, maybe potentially breaking out as a single star, but maybe that's something for a later date. Uh, and that's further down the line, but obviously I think with uh, Roman Reigns being on Matt Smith's team, not his captain, won't be a, as big a loss of points for him there, but uh, could be a Bit of a big loss of points for Tom Brock tonight if 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 if, if, if they do lose. Mm. Bear in mind, he does still have the chance to change his team captain. Although looking at his 
looking at his team, I think there's only one person he could uh, switch to, if I'm being honest. And that is Tony Thorne. Ah, it's uh, unfortunately like the the I mean I'll be too late to sit in the game that captain points mm-hmm. lost tonight though, unfortunately. But I that's that's for one of the upsets I think will be a uh, one that I don't think will be an upset. I think clear as day, Chris Lopez will be wrapping lapping up more points here for Rollins defending his title against Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a, a safe bet for 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 Cal to get some some big points from his captain, you know, Seth Rollins has been running rampant since winning the World Heavyweight title. Although, he did, recently Seth Rollins did do uh, an appearance on Snack Wars where he competed, compared UK snacks to US ones. He prefers Bovril to Starbucks and he prefers uh, KFC to uh, a sausage and bean milk steak bake out of Greg's. So, I mean, I think that's the biggest takeaway from this weekend. <laughs> Uh, next, I'll, I'll leave the other singles match because we'll talk about that at the very end. But I'll go on to the the ladder matches, the women's ladder matches. We've got Trish Stratus, uh, who is part of Matt Smith's team. Eo Sky is Stephen's captain. Bailey, who is part of David Campbell's team. Zoe Stark, who is now part of Ryan's team. Becky Lynch, who mm-hmm. is part of Ross Brady's team and Zelina mm-hmm. Vega who is part of my team I think six, out of, six out of 14 people in yes. this ladder match so we've got a wide representation for draft folk today I think there's only two folk that are going to win this it's either going to be Eo Sky or Selena Vega I think not, not because she's in my team but I generally think Zelina Vega is going to win it purely because Bailey and EO could be a great feud without the money in the bank briefcase for SummerSlam and beyond mm-hmm. before she eventually goes for a title. Zelina Vega could take that title, then EO Sky could beat her. Yeah, that makes sense. I think Zelina Vega would certainly be a an upset victory for a ladder match. I mean, we've had seen crazier winners from the money in the bank before. Like, I don't think anybody expected Nikki Ash to win in 2019. No, sorry, um. She went 2021. Yeah, yeah, 2021. And obviously Otis won it the year prior. Like we all know how that turned out. But I wouldn't be against Zelina winning. But if I was a betting man, I'd have to put it on EO winning because, you know, Becky's Trish and Zoe will probably scrap with each other. Um, yeah, it does seem like it's going to be between EO and Zelina, but I'd have to lean towards EO winning this one. And, and for the men's one, we've got Ricochet, who was part of someone's team, I believe, but is now transferred out. I think it was part of Ross Brady's team. Uh, mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura, who is part of Ross's team, uh, Ross yeah. McLeod team. Uh, Ellie Knight, my captain. Santos, yeah. Escobar, uh, Santos Escobar, who I don't think is part of anyone's team this season. No, he's undrafted. Uh, Butch, who I believe is not part of anyone's team mm. this season, unless no, no, no. Grant's got him. Uh, Grant's got him. He's done. Yeah, Grant. He's see that's done, yeah. that's right. See, because see, because he's called. You know, what I mean, I know he obviously knows yeah. he's done, but he's that. That's what you're recording the sheet. Apologies, apologies. Uh, Damien Priest, who is Ross Brady's captain, and mm-hmm. Logan Paul, who is on Matt Smith's team. Now, there's the three folk that will win this. 
Logan Paul, Damien Priest, or LA Knight. It's got to yeah. be. LA Knight is too predictable, but sometimes the too predictable one, the obvious choice, is the choice that makes sense. Like, did you hear the pop when he came out Unreal. during the Grayson Waller effect? Unreal. Like, the, I'm pretty sure a riot will start if Logan Paul ends up winning that ladder match. Like, even just his reaction alone pretty much says the fans do not want to see that. But just sheer star power alone makes Logan Paul a contender. Like, even just for a championship match. He does not, he doesn't need the briefcase because he can carry himself on drawing power and just general like star power alone. Priest, I think, would certainly benefit, but I don't think I'm not sure that would make a lot of sense if, if Finn Balor doesn't win the the world title. Because, you know, there was a bit of a bit of dissension between them a couple of weeks back, but it seems like to have been brushed over now, so it's possibly not going to go in that direction. The only thing that makes sense is LA Knight. You know, listen to the crowd reaction. Strap that rocket to his back and just let him soar. Because the guy cuts promos like an Attitude Era rock. And, I mean, obviously he's not racked up as many wins in the ring, but it doesn't matter. People are still going to cheer for him. And at least they've got that 12-month span of the Money in the Bank briefcase to mold his character in such a way that not only does he seem credible on the mic, but also credible in the ring. And I think that's going to be the difference maker, especially if um, if they're going to play out the Roman Cody story post-Mania, he can still hold the briefcase at that point. I think it's the one that makes sense. You don't need a fast cash in for him. Let him, let him make it huge and I think he's the exact person to do that uh, mm. so I, I, I do see it being early night and then the supposed main event this is why I've left us, left us to the very end if this wasn't a main event this would be clear as day that uh, Gary's captain Corey Rhodes would be beating uh, Stephen Wilson's Dominic Mysterio and that would be that but as the main event uh, apparently according to what they were saying in commentary and what reports are saying Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio will be the main event. Obviously, Rhea Ripley might appear in the match, which will be good uh, appearance points for Scott. But with this being the main event, I don't think Cody's winning this main event. I think someone in your team will be appearing. Do you think Brock Lesnar might make a fast appearance and cost him the victory and accept a match at SummerSlam to kind of end the trilogy? And in turn, surprised, but very good points for Steven. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, they could still do this angle, but not have it in the main event. You know, let it be the opening match. You know, really get the crowd hyped up with a shock twist. But then again, if they are going to have Dom win, there is potential that it could sour the rest of the night, which may explain why it's going on last. Like, I'm wondering if they're thinking maybe purely crowd reaction alone is why they're going to is where they're going to put this match because. Cody is over as anything. Dom is going to be metaphorically ripped a new one. Like, there's no, there's no two ways about it. It's going to be even worse than, or just as bad as what John Cena got at 2006's ECW One Night Stand. That's how bad I'm seeing it. Cody is so over. So he, he, wherever he goes, he's going to get the big whoa moment on his on his entrance. 
Dom is one of the best heels in wrestling today and he generates such good heat. That's going to be such a great reaction. If Brock comes, Brock in the UK, that's going to be a fucking amazing reaction for the fans if that does happen. And I mean, for Dom one, it's like on pure fan reaction alone, I completely get it being last. Even though it might not make sense considering the little build, it's that kind of idea for an ending it could be to the show which is quite staggering to say, considering the, the calibre of matches that are underneath it. Mm. I mean, you've got the World Heavyweight Championship being defended, you've got two Money in the Bank ladder matches, and you've got a heavily, heavily advertised Bloodline Civil War tag team match. Any of those matches could be an event, but they're going with what is effectively a mid-card match, featuring probably a, featuring a main event talent, but also the guy with the most nuclear heat in WWE right now. We'll wait. We'll wait and see what happens. But kind of going through all that, to me, there are two clear people that obviously you stand a good chance at points tonight. Chris Lopez mm-hmm. stands a good chance at getting good points tonight. For me, it's either myself or Stephen that's going to come out of Money in the Bank being the winner. And because of the way that's going to go in, with Dominic and Cody being the main event, I think Stevens going to be one to get a lot of points tonight. Successful mm. Raquel retention, a potential Dominic win, and a potential EO Sky win. That's a lot of points. Uh, considering where Stevens' place in the yeah. table is mid-table. He could fast, fast, fastly shoot up that point. He's 152 points. That yeah. could take him to about 180-odd, maybe. Even more. Hmm. He need. I think if he needs a win tonight, it has to be Eel Sky winning Money in the Bank because she's his captain now. He switched it off of Dom, but yeah. I guess we'll just have to wait and see if that was a bold call. If uh, if Cody's going to do the job for him, and then obviously for myself as well, Paul Heyman will appear uh, potentially in backstage segments as well as they can always do the bloodline stuff. But I've got two potential winners of LA Knight, my captain, in the Man in the Bank match is Lena Vega. Mm. So there's either myself or Steven's going to shoot up that table you pretty if, highly. If you won both Money in the Bank ladder matches, I think that would be a that would be huge for you, especially you know you're you're currently above you're currently twelve points above Stevie at the minute, so you would benefit from a huge win uh, in both ladder matches. Probably a bigger surprise than when I had both Royal Rumble winners in 2020. I'm only I'm only two points ahead of Stephen. Oh. He's 152, I'm 154. I don't know what scores I was looking at. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, yeah, you're two points ahead. So it's I, we we're me and him are the two big gets for the for the scores. I think, but we'll, we'll wait and see. One of us will shoot up, and one will kind of stay where we are, and that will kind of set the trajectory for both the rest of. Stephen or I season. So I think we're the we're the, we're the team to look out for tonight. I think, uh, but 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 on that, Dave, I think that is Saturday draft live uh, for for the mm-hmm. day. Uh, and I, enjoy your annual eve. Enjoy the show yeah. tonight. I'm sure we'll be talking through it. Oh yeah, definitely. And it's going to be on at eight pm UK time. So hopefully, all our participants, all our listeners, league competitors, will be watching very closely. You know, grab a grab a few beers in, get a get a take in, and just to, just enjoy watching a pay per view at a reasonable time, as if you were actually there. 
Absolutely. I hope you all enjoyed tonight. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Saturday Draft Live. We'll be back next week. Uh, I won't be. I'm at Transmit. Someone else will be there to do the show to break down all the points from Money in the Bank. But uh, please tune in. Tune into our ESSR Central. Tune into our feature shows. Tune into East Meets West. Obviously, Scott from East Meets West has, uh, has put a question out on the community page asking for folks' takes and uh, winners on the, on the G1. So uh, please get on that and you uh, will get some involvement for East Meets West there as well. So that'll be great. Uh, thanks all for tuning in and we'll, we'll, we'll see you next time. Ta-da! Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.